The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Tangent Egg Podcast. I'm Seth, and as always with me is Jondo and Swoosh. Hello. Hello. And uh, first up, uh, well, some stuff, a uh, company we haven't talked to about, or game franchise, I guess. Uh, Diablo. So, no, uh, we haven't spoken whilst... about Diablo at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> Mortal doesn't once. count. It doesn't yeah. exist. <laughs> we don't talk about the bad thing, except we it's do. It's been stricken from the record. <laughs> well, let's face it, that bad thing is the thing that's got us the most worried about Diablo 4. Yeah. yeah very true, fair. very true. That is the, the hitch that's fucking holding the whole thing But up. now there's new reasons to be like... <laughs> worried about Diablo 4. <laughs> well, I don't think it's necessarily going to be worried about Diablo 4. It's just like dumb marketing stuff. Yeah. And the thing is, this is this is the second time they've done this, which is the bizarre bit. Mm. So, uh, last week it did one of them, and there's a few more coming up across the United States where you can go and get a Diablo tattoo to get beta access to Diablo 4. This is the second time they've done this. Yeah. Like... I don't understand the thought process behind this one. I mean, to each their own, but, like, why? I, just, well, I, I, how far off are we from, like, you get, uh, like, uh, race car drivers who got sponsored jackets. Like, how long before <laughs> people just walk on with just nothing but sponsorships on under? If I get an actual lifetime payment, then I will do that. Oh, fucking no. The, you want, like, a, a monthly stipend from each. And if that's yeah. enough to fucking pay for your bills fucking run with it but Done. for a game that has every potential to fucking blow up as shit mm. I'm more than likely going to be full of microtransactions already yeah. and this is for beta access it's not a copy of the game it's yeah. not anything in the game it's play the beta uh, no it does come with uh, some little extras uh, your character also has a tattoo <laughs> regret for life yeah. <laughs> well, look, that's just for buying Diablo. <laughs> I haven't been able to find anything for the current one, but I found the flash tattoos sheet from the previous one, and a lot of those, if you didn't know they were from Diablo, you wouldn't know what they were. Yeah, you know, it's skulls with a metal ring around it, or something like that. <clears throat> it, you'd have to know they were Diablo tattoos. That being said, they did have the logos for Diablo one, two, and three. <laughs> Yeah, yeah like, so, like, there's already a precept for it, but anyone that's like, oh my god, I really want to play, like, I really want this Diablo game, I'm going to go out and get a tattoo, and then just gets the Diablo 4 fucking logo, that's, granted they they need that little bit of chlorine in the gene pool to be fucking yeah. wiped out of it already, but, but it's, one of those it's things a company like, asking you to permanently mark your body. Yeah. No. I mean, if you're already thinking of getting a Diablo tattoo and... You know, you want that because you like the franchise? Sure, why not? That, that'll be a nice merging of two things. Uh, and some people can apparently qualify for a custom tattoo, which I'm assuming is going to be just marketing mm. shills. Uh, give it to the streamers or someone to get them to shill your, your product. But it just reminds me of a few other weird marketing things from companies years and years ago. Because there was, I think it was, um, it wasn't Doom, but it was someone's campaign which is oh your mum will hate this uh dead space yeah that's the one dead space 2 yeah which was just a strange marketing campaign because it was a great game but it's like you're you're outraging people's mothers for shits and giggles and you thought this was going to go well with the public because they copped a lot of shit from that one but like even copping that shit like no doubt there would have been people that had zero interest in the game talking about it but oh, yeah, yeah. that's why they bring out the there's no such thing as bad marketing well, yeah. there is but it still gets your name out there pretty much and yeah just a permanent mark on your body for a game that isn't out yet that has every likelihood of being shit it's such it a has a very good idea. likelihood of just being full of microtransactions and a yeah. shit thing for the industry as a whole I mean since Immortal I have no trust left in that company no I am guaranteeing they are looking at customers as an obstacle to our wallets yeah that's it's, all it's the Wizards of the Coast all over again except yeah. there's no AGL to fucking release first now it's just a beta without <laughs> all the microtransaction shit and you go we'll add this in later 
when they've already got the tattoo. Can you imagine, though, you get the tattoo, you get the access to the beta, and then it's just nothing but microtransactions. How shitty would you be? Because then you just have that on you for life. Could If someone... It would have to be an Australian to get the ACCC involved just to see how far it goes. If they are unhappy with the beta, could they then make Blizzard pay for the, the tattoo removal? Hmm. Well, you've had that outlay to get it on you, so... There will be some part of the agreement where it's like, this is not our fucking problem. <laughs> There'd be a waiver somewhere. Risk. Yeah. But just, oh. IQ must be this low to enter. <laughs> I mean, look, dumb marketing I mean, stuff you're not is, wrong. is pretty consistent. Like, someone always done something stupid. I mean, you know, uh, Dan found it uh, a little while ago while we were prepping um, of the, the time Domino's gave away free pizzas for for 100 years. Yeah. Uh, for people getting years the Domino's or 10, logo. 10,000 pizzas. Yeah. Which... which- Whichever comes first, I assume. But who's keeping yeah. count of these pizzas? Well, I'm assuming you'd have a counter that just ticks down every yeah. time. And that could be a lot of fucking pizzas. But, like, if you think about it, 365 days a year, if you had pizza three meals a day, that's less than a 1,000 pizzas a year. Yeah. So that's I mean, 10 years of pizza for every meal. <laughs> like, that actually feels like a lifetime supply to me. Like, uh, believe me, if you get through 10 years of pizza for every meal a day, it will be your lifetime. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to without Pretty much. Like, can you imagine getting to the point where you can see double digits from that, like, on that count? Like, holy shit, what have I done to my life? You would literally shit a stuffed crust. Like, yeah. yeah. Holy fuck, you would be so backed up. Goddamn. You would become the stuffed crust. It would be horrible. Yeah. But, like, that in that whole fucking thing, it was uh, free pizza for 100 years or 10,000 pizzas. Hmm. But they brought out the whole thing. It had to be in a place where it wasn't easily coverable. So face, neck, forearms, calves and shins, like somewhere where it can be on display. They had a minimum size of at least two centimeters in length and I think it's a centimeter and a half in width so mm. the smallest you could get was still obviously a fucking domino yeah um, yeah and then they went through and after people started some medium they said no only the first 350 people are getting this and then they picked 350 yeah. people that didn't live near a fucking dominoes <laughs> that raises a separate question brutal. Because that, that's fucked, but it also raises a second question. Who are these people who don't live near a Domino's getting this fucking tattoo? Well, it's getting in fucking Russia. Their buddies. So, yeah. probably people in Siberia when they do their yeah. yearly trip to Moscow. <laughs> Just roll yeah. into the local Domino's. I need a hundred. They're free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 10,000 pizzas now, motherfucker. <laughs> do it. All of them at once. I will feed my village. <laughs> and then... Everyone in Moscow gets a pizza. <laughs> or gets a That'd slice. Oh, fuck. And uh, if you guys recall, uh, back in the day, there was that absurd uh, marketing campaign for Dante's Inferno. Mm. Yeah. I remember there was really a, did something all... for it, but I can't remember what it was. There was a whole bunch of them. The one I remember, like, the idea was they sent out stuff to press. Yeah. That was supposed to be based on the Seven Deadly Sins. And one of them was Wrath. What it was. You opened it up, and there was a box that played Never Gonna Give You Up on loop. <laughs> and the only yeah. way to get to, to, to make it stop was to give in to the sin of wrath and use the hammer provided to destroy it. Yeah. So, they, there was a whole bunch of them. I think they, was, they, think they sent out like some fake checks or something as well to do with greed. It, it was an absolute train wreck of a marketing campaign. And I mean, speaking of marketing, recently, Forspoken. Oh. Yeah, uh, that's been hilarious to watch happen. So Square Enix has shut down, uh, was it Luminous? Uh, they folded them into their main company. Yeah. They I mean, did an EA. Yeah, it, yeah. it makes sense, because let's that, be honest, they even if it was the publisher or someone else doing it, they've been tainted by the fact that they were using um, you know, falsified reviews and that kind of stuff. You can't quite come back from that even being associated to a property for it. But even, even if they like spent the time and like did a 
a cyberpunk or, any, or a No Man's Sky and spent the next year of patching it and making the game better and like doing stuff with it like yeah. the game wasn't inherently broken it just wasn't inherently good that was the yeah. biggest fucking problem with it and it was aggressively meh yeah oh man I actually saw <laughs> the it's... dumbest article about cyberpunk today yeah it, it was a thing and like the, you know uh, you know um, clickbait fucking title uh, you know cyberpunk was never and never will be good and I'm like what the fuck what are you talking about? This game was at least fun. It was yeah. a very enjoyable experience, and by all accounts, I haven't played it since it's been patched. I will not play it until the DLC comes out. Mm. It's even better now in a more stable and playable experience. Yeah, so that's yeah. good. I played it recently, and, like, and it's delivered. a lot of fun. It took them a while, so, but they ended up delivering. Yeah, so I'm like, what the fuck? What is this article? And I'm reading through it, and there's, there's a line where the person who's writing it goes, Now... Like most people, I thought this game was terrible at launch. Of course you think it sucks now. You thought it sucked then. Yeah. It hasn't changed. It's just stable. Pretty much. Yeah. This article is a nothing burger. You hated it to start with. Why would you like it now? That is most articles I find in the unfortunate gaming sphere and that kind of stuff. It's nothing burger and just a lot of weird opinion. <laughs> Oh, well. I mean, we started an entire podcast to yell our opinions in the internet. Yeah, but we're yelling yeah, well, to the void. Like, there's like three people who listen to us, mostly in Germany. But we fine. <laughs> I mean, if our analytics are anything to go by, it's Australia and Germany. Or someone's I... using a VPN tag to Germany. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that's also a thing. But it's just so odd. But, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I... I sorry to cut you off. Now. Like, I... Yeah. At launch, I didn't have a whole lot of issues at launch because I only played probably 45 minutes where I said, I'm going to give this a break. And then didn't touch it again for a, almost a year. And now it's a lot of fucking fun and you can mod the guts out of it. And it's yeah. so much mm. enjoyable. There I had a really lot good of issues uh, with it because I, I was playing on console because I didn't have a decent computer at the time. So I started playing that on PS4. Yeah, bad call. It was a dumpster fire and a half. It was horrible. Like I was I driving like, down so, the street and thing like people would just teleport in front of my car to get hit, and then the cops were after me. It's like I didn't even do this. This guy jumped in front of my car. I like Cyberpunk, and not even I'm going to defend the the last gen ports. They were um, uh, I'm they genuinely were curious abysmal. when they're going to start phasing out previous gen. Like, at what point do they phase out the Xbox I don't One think and they PS4? Can... I don't because, think the like, PS4 can get away with it until they have a stable supply of PS5. It's time to get there. Get there. Even with the, the Xbox One and now the Series X and Series S, like mm. the, a lot of games are still being held back because they've got to match the fucking yeah. the one. Like, yeah. yeah. At some point, you just got to drop that anchor and at least move on to the new shit. Pretty yeah, much. this generation's been really, really reluctant to, to sever and go, we're next gen now. Yeah. Mm. Like even like I think there was probably a, a year, maybe year and a half between the the 360 and Xbox One and the PS3 and PS4, but at some point they're going all right. Now this next game won't be on the previous generation, yeah. and now if any company says that, there's a fucking stink kicked up. Like it's got to happen Wait, at some. Point. I get consoles are expensive as fuck, and the fact that you have to buy an entirely new rig is annoying as shit. And there's no backwards compatibility in half the time. But now there is. Me. Once you start there bringing is in that like Game Pass and everything, like mm. the pretty much uh, the biggest thing keeping the Xbox One afloat is the access to Game Pass, and you can stream yeah. the game to it, even if the console can't run it. So instead of releasing it on the console, throw it on Game Pass and let them play it that way. That way, the hardware is not fucking holding it back. Yeah, pretty much. But that being said, the only reason I got to play the new God of War is because for some reason I got a backwards patch, uh, yeah. backwards version, so, and I was really happy to get to play God of War. Yeah, well, I want it on PC. Just bring it out on PC. Within... Oh no, <laughs> yeah, I would much prefer. Look, if I'd have had the option to buy it on my computer, yes. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. a million times, yes. I mean, hell, their last game they brought out on PC, Returnal, despite having sold like crap, is incredibly fun and runs very, very well. I yeah, enjoyed I the hell out of the game. Yeah, I'm still enjoying it. Mm. Um, but, like, I remember, I think, I want to say it was the original Xbox to 360 when that changeover happened. It, oh, that was like, hard cut. Yeah. That was, that was a straight out, like, 
the I think the 360 launched and then like the next month the the next Call of Duty or something was like a big shooter was coming out and it was like not on previous generation it's like holy yeah. fuck like there is no cutout it's like no like, yeah it was and, very much like fuck the previous gen we are going yeah. with the new school yeah Ooh. so it it's at what point do they have at some point they have to oh like, definitely but I'm just wondering when that fucking is because it, it needs to happen pretty stuff no like and we're just oh. going to keep getting like either they're not going to be optimized as much for the older shit or it's just going to release with fucking shitty quality people are going to bitch about it point, people are going to bitch regardless it. to be honest so. yeah yeah like but, they're damned if they do damned if they don't at this point just cut off the the thing and just leave the old well, gens as suffer yeah just oh no they're gonna bitch about it okay we'll cut it off then there's the only thing they're gonna bitch about is we didn't get it so well such is life man gotta move on pretty much and it's one of those yeah. things where it's like I oh mean, what do we do now there's trade-ins available and eventually there'll be a steady supply of consoles like it's, it's very much a, a first world problem and like, it's not it's just spend the money motherfucker I know a lot of people don't have the money but that's why particularly for Xbox the game passing works where you can stream yeah. the game like the game won't release on that but for the Game Pass version of it if they release a version on that you might be able to stream it and play it anyway without it being mm. specifically held back by the aging fucking hardware hmm. at least I hopefully mean, like I, I, I can't help but have like no real sympathy for the that sound like a gigantic asshole and a very much the PC master race elitist it's cause we are gigantic it. assholes it's like <laughs> yeah. I mean if you've listened to this many episodes and haven't figured that out I mean welcome to the club um <laughs> look I'm used to sitting on my PC and getting a lot of games but then there being like really specific incredible games that I don't get to play yeah yeah. and I get and I will sit here and be like you know bring God of War to PC pussies oh yeah mm. um but such is life. I don't spend my time on a forum being like, yeah. yeah. This game is so shit because I can't play it. I'm sure if I could play it, it would be great. Like, well, fuck you. Then again, <laughs> I, I always found that uh, a majority of Australian gamers tend not to hang around on servers getting too shitty because we grew up in the days of Warcraft where the you know downtime for a server was our peak time. Yeah. Like... And the like, I remember the one time it happened during American peak hour, and the fucking whining that it came from other pe- other countries. Like, guys, this is normal for us. Go, go sit in the corner. Just fuck off. And we're always waiting for delayed releases. Yeah. Fucking Australia tax is a thing. Somehow still on digital marketing. Like it's yeah. like oh, it's digital products. Australia tax. Like, but it didn't have to be imported. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you that's didn't have why to I spend it's... money on a physical thing. What the mm. fuck? I mean, I think the most telling thing about that is that they did that price hike in the states for, by ten bucks, and it didn't go up in Australia. Yeah, yeah. I, I just find it paying too and much. And they cracked the shits yeah. that oh no, they're paying ten dollars more. It's like, come on, motherfucker. Oh yeah. Like, well, <laughs> the thing is, jack like, that up another thirty, and we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah. I hate the fact that we're paying uh, like hard copy game prices for digital games. Yes. Oh yeah. That shouldn't be. But a- that's never going to change. It's never yeah. going to happen. Because we kept paying it. That's the problem. Because well, we don't get a choice. Yeah. No. And now, is um, it? Uh, there was a thing where Steam changed the way they're giving out uh, Steam keys for other companies. Um, oh. So now there's own. Now, if you release a game on Steam, Steam will give you five thousand Steam keys to be able to sell on other stores or to give away. Um, after that 5,000, you then have to reapply it for those keys on Steam and they'll evaluate the sales and quality of game before they'll give you any more keys. Wow, so okay. Com- companies like Humble Bundle are really going to fucking cop it for just throwing nothing yeah. games into bundles. Um, and games that were kickstarted, um, apparently they have to go through a separate release thing for beta keys and it's going to change a whole fucking lot, particularly the- for those bundles. They- they're just yeah. digital keys to access the yeah. server slot that says here's the install files. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, there's like it changed the whole heap of it that um, people buying on Steam can't get less of a deal than if you bought it on other stores. So yeah, I've again, heard that hum- one's been around for a while. 
But, yeah. Well, apparently it's being more enforced with this new steam with the the new key changes, um, so that if there's you've got a membership with Humble Bundle and you get a twenty percent discount, it can't be less than if you bought it via Steam. That is just fucking with Humble Bundle for like why are they well, going after Humble? But I'm I'm using Humble Bundle as an example because I buy a lot of shit through Humble Bundle, yeah. but Same. it's also Green Man Gaming and a whole heap of other places where you oh. can buy bundles and some of those some of those sites I don't have a problem with because they they do some real sketchy shit oh absolutely yeah. but like um, G2A and CD keys and all that kind of stuff can be real fucking sketchy oh yeah um, but there's some pretty like I got some pretty good deals off a of Humble Bundle and a Green Man Game oh, yeah. I've oh, bought quite a bit of shit from them and, like, I don't mind paying a decent amount to Humble because I know it's mostly going to a decent cost. Yeah, fucking uh, only, nice. sele- only if you select to, to happen. If you haven't actually changed sliders in your profile, you're not paying the charities. Oh, no, I, I've no. changed all my sliders. and My money goes to that charity. Fuck them. I'm just pointing it out yeah. because a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Um, you actually have to go into your profile and go, yes, I wanted to commit to charity, not to, to dev. Yeah. Or uh, the profit share to Humble. Like, I, I get giving some money to Humble. We want them to keep going. But I want yeah, that money to go to charity. Um, even doing that, like, the quality of bundles from Humble Bundle have fucking dropped massively. And yeah. it seems it, like most bundles yes they bring out now are books. Well, I I haven't... You have oh, to go trolling. Like, the, there's the choice thing that you get every fucking month through it. Yes. But the, the general release bundles, there hasn't yeah, been no, one they, of them they've lately. they've gotten a lot like, worse. Yeah, oh. there's nothing in those I've wanted to play because they're all fucking lower quality. Yeah. Or they're but, like, tune up your PC with this random sketchy company no one's ever heard of. Yeah. Mm. Or buy six books and, like, there's a whole heap of books in there that aren't related to the fucking subject matter just to pad the fucking bundle out. Either they've got... Yeah copies of it that they just want to give away which they're all fucking digital so it's not costing them anything so they just seem to be fucking padding it if they had a book bundle where I could pay an amount and I pick the books out of that list that I fucking want that'd be fucking worth it but you can guarantee there'd be so many books it would never get fucking picked let's find out what they're they're doing right now let's have a look that's a good point actually Um, so they've got one for a whole bunch of fishing games and unless you really want a fishing game. Because it's, yeah, a bunch of fishing games with a lot of DLC. And it's like, okay, if that's your jam, good pack, I guess. If you really so, want so to play a fishing game, good luck to you. Uh, they've got the Steamy Sakura Special, which is a bunch of, like, romance games. Probably some etchy in there. Would surprise me if one of the two of them has a new patch. Um, the Unparalleled Puzzlers, which is a bunch of indie puzzle games. Some of which are quite good. I have played the Monument Valley games, and Dorf Romantic is in there, but there are better ways to get Dorf Romantic. Uh, there's a Earthquake Relief one. Yep, uh, which is another one of those big grab bag ones where they're like, there's a whole bunch of random shit in here. Hmm. Although, one of those things is Gotham Knights. It would probably be the cheapest and most effective way to purchase that game. Oh, they've got Kingmaker there as well. You get a lot of other stuff in this pack. Um, it's, this, it's that's very probably the only way I would recommend getting Gotham Knights. Yeah, mm. I I got it when it first came out as a gift, and it wasn't wasn't worth receiving as a gift. If I could have swapped out for anything else, I would have. Mm. So, like you know, it, it's very similar to when the uh, Ukraine pack came out, where they yeah. just did a big grab bag thing, mm. um, and it's for charity, and it's for a notably full one. So, you know, I'm not going to shit on that one, and it does have a lot of stuff in it. Um, on the books front, they've got a Pathfinder book pack of, you know, old Pathfinder stuff. Starfinder's um, there as well. Yeah. Uh, they've got a one for programming. Uh, they've got the Fallout RPG, some true crime stuff, working with the Unreal 3 engine. And what the fuck is this other one? But there's almost twice as many book bundles as there is game bundles. And Humble Bundle, yeah. I mainly knew it for game bundles. And there mm. used to be a couple of book bundles or comic bundles every now and again. Um, and then yeah. you get the, the dodgy software bundles, which are like, do this to fix your PC. You're like, no, that will break so much shit on my ah, PC. The <laughs> last one was yeah. the, the a comic company called 2000 AD. And it's just a grab bag of their comic books. Yeah. Um, 
It, it's and almost like the, uh, the show bag of, of content. Just and now and the, throw together. Yeah, and the, much. the software bundle tends to be where the largest amount of stuff is, but it's like, learn to make Unreal 5, best of Polygon game dev assets, music producing software, learn Unity, transform your photos into art. It's nothing. Yeah. No. Every now and again, I'll buy one of the bundles that's all like um, 3D printable models and that kind of shit. Mm. Just because yeah, some of them are between. fucking handy. Just that. Oh, they are. They do them every now and again, and it's usually a, a large lump of fucking models you can print out just to flesh out a, a world on a tabletop game. But a lot of this really hate- you can pick up mm-hmm. elsewhere. It's nothing software or nothing yeah. product. Yeah, I really hate to say it, but really the only bundle worth putting money into is the choice. And yeah. that varies depending on your opinion. Like, I look at February, and it's like, ah, oh, it's a lot of eh stuff. But they did put in Pathfinder um, Rash of the Righteous Enhanced Edition, which is a very good RPG. Yeah. yeah. And they generally had at least one good thing. I mean, last year, last month's January's was the fucking kicker. That actually was a really fucking good one. That one had, had Doom, Doom Eternal, Eternal, Tribes of Midgard, Encased, Oli Oli World, Grow, uh, Conan Chop Chop, Hawk Life, and Separate Rogue. Um, actually, you'd probably really like Serpent Rogue Swoosh. I think you'd be into that one. Probably. Um, but, like, that one was worth it for Doom Eternal and Oli Oli World alone. Yeah. And this month's so, got Pathfinder and Fallout 76 and the original Fallout 1. But, yeah, eh. fucking full. So they, they, I mean, that was part of their their big shift because they've actually made this whole pack more expensive to purchase, but mm. they've put in more big ticket games. It's not just yeah, you paid you ten bucks, but here's it, ten indie things you've never heard of. Yeah. So yeah, but it's the only one that really feels like it's worth it anymore. I mean, I will admit, every now and then they do do a good bundle. I'm not going to pretend they don't. But it doesn't but feel nearly as consistent. There's fewer and far between each yeah. each good bundle. Yeah, and definitely. I think I think this change to Steam keys is going to make that further and further between. Yeah, it uh, is definitely I, putting a stranglehold on, on Humble. I don't get why. Like maybe not. No, Humble so has to buy the keys else. from. They have to buy the keys from Steam. So, hmm. like, like why limit it like this? Why do this crap? Well, because this way, I'm assuming the keys they buy through that are slightly cheaper. Now they can be, oh, we'll just jack up the price because this is doing better. Like, you know, yeah, it's how well, most selling them, selling them to other stores. If like the the developer is getting a better deal selling them through other places than they are on Steam, then yeah. I can understand it from that point of view. But if yeah, it's just still going to be more annoying. If no, though, if it does start to filter out some of like the the filler games in bundles I can live with that <laughs> yeah I don't think it will because a part of a big part of that stuff is the, the all that filler stuff is to add value yeah whether or not you perceive it as value people see more content is better than no than fewer um, hence why the the humble choice despite the fact that they you know give out stuff like doom eternal they still put out you know, nine other games with that in that month because yeah, people yeah. would have been like, "Where's the rest of my games?" Pretty much, I people always. I want don't care panic. that I'm getting this for fifteen dollars. I want the rest of my shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, that was I'm grandfathered in at the original like twelve dollars or some shit. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> so I, I I will freely admit I am making off like a bandit here, <laughs> but I still think Humble Choice is the best bundle they've got. Yeah. And probably because yeah. it's that recurring um, revenue stream, they're putting more effort into it. Yeah. Makes sense. That is the like, main focus product. The, as yeah, you said, with uh, this month's choice, like you get Pathfinder and Fallout 76 and all the other shit, but you also get a 75% discount on the DLC for two of the... Oh, sorry, 50% on the Fallout DLC and 75 on the Pathfinder DLC. So it's like... Yeah, so that's actually pretty it's good. It's not deal. included, but it's actually a pretty decent discount. Yeah. I yeah, have 76, but I have not gone back to it since it, it launched. I've, I've never installed it, never played it. it. So, yeah. Neither did I. Like, it's just... It was a horrible game at the start. I don't know if they've managed to pull a... Uh, 
you know, tra- like no turn around great. on it, but I don't think they have from what I've seen. Yeah. It's still buggy and shit. And it it reminds know. me very much of Elder Scrolls Online. Like yeah. I yeah. have little interest in it. Like I dumped quite a bit of time into to Skyrim, and this mm. just feels like Skyrim point five, where I have to be online and deal with other people. Yeah. yeah. I still say, like, the whole thing is, you're the best, you're the champion. And the first time I went into an area and just saw a dude doing a loop, killing all the mobs I needed for the quest I was doing, I was just like, nope, I don't feel like the hero. Yeah. I'm yeah. out. At least Guild Wars would instance the story stuff, so it always made yeah. you feel like you were doing something. Like, But it also went out of its way to make you feel like part of a warband, not... Yeah the yeah. only person that you, you weren't the great saviour you were just a very competent soldier yeah, yeah. which is That's how an MMO point. should be you shouldn't be the chosen one in an MMO that's bad yeah but. It, it never quite works hmm. um yeah Guild Wars goes out of its way to be like you're the chosen one in this moment yeah For like right this second perfect then some other guy will come along it's fine yeah uh, if if everyone else in the fucking world can like do the foster art then why the fuck are you even in the world you'd may as well be an NPC pretty much look I know people like the Elder Scrolls Online look power to you if that's your fucking jam love it all you want Mm. I I don't get it Uh, but then I'm pretty out on MMOs these days anyway so is uh, Elder Scrolls Online subscription based or is that buy once keep playing no it was subscription I'm pretty sure you know what I can google it I know the last time I checked on it it was subscription Because at least Guild Wars is always buy it once and you're done. Yeah, but I'm also wondering, is 76, uh, Fallout 76, is it subscription or is it... No, I think that was buy buy once, yeah. If they had gone subscription, they would have been actually lynched, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they'd have to make that (laughs) almost fucking free-to-play. Problem is, like, I don't know if we're going to see another Fallout game anytime soon. Like, the closest thing we have is a fan-made game, which is the... um, I'm like pretty UK confident one. they said that the next game they release after Starfield will be Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah. So there won't be another Fallout until at least after that. Like, I enjoy the Fall... Like, I like New Vegas, let's be honest. I enjoyed the shit out of New Vegas. But Fallout 4, I'm the kind of person who enjoys building a base and going off and collecting shit and then displaying it in the little base hidey hole. Like, that, that's my jam. But even I got bored of that towards the end. See, and I can't do that. That just annoys the shit out of me. That's tedious work I don't want to do. I just want to go out and shoot some motherfuckers and do the next part of the game. Yeah. I I neglected everything to do with any of the settlers. I didn't care about them. I left them to die. So, your your settlement is under attack. Motherfucker, I filled that with turrets so I don't have to go back. Go away. Yeah. And I swear to God, like the first mod I install if I ever go back and replay it is to be able to like banish Preston somewhere dark and terrible. Like just <laughs> away. Just, just never speak to me again. But he still finds a way to tell you there's a settlement in danger. I swear to God. But, uh, hmm. I think they might have actually gotten rid of the subscription on Elder Scrolls. Hmm. Uh, they added oh, so they've it gone free-to-play, then. They added it to Game Pass, and I think the base game might be free-to-play, but you yeah. got to then pay for the, the DLC, and they do free weekends of DLC, or, like, free periods of DLC. Yeah, and they ah. have, like, they have ESO Plus, which if yeah. you subscribe to, gets you all the DLC, go now, and some yeah. other perks. Yeah. So I think, I think that gets you all the DLC, except the latest one. They still want you to buy that, until the next DLC comes out, and that gets added to Plus. Absolute all DLCs that have been released for the game, okay. including Morrowind, which adds Vivard and Felden Halls of Fabrication, Greymall, uh, Hearthstone, um, and the, many more that are, we are wait to be discovered. So that Xbox uh, thing they did uh, a little while ago, where they showed off five games, and one of them hmm. was Elder Scrolls. I think it must have been they added all the DLC except the latest one into the the free to play part of that for a, a week yeah. or two. Maybe it's probably where I'm getting confused. I'm just looking at the list of what yeah. you get with the SO. No, absolutely. I think what's happened with these kinds of games, like because Elder Scrolls and and uh, Fallout, in my heads were always single player games because they focus on your character being the thing that saves everyone. I hope the new Elder Scrolls or the new Fallout will be something along the lines that focuses on like a party as opposed to being just the one person. If you want to go the multiplayer route, 
be able to invite a couple of friends, no more than like, you know, three or four, and have a party. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. We're an adventure but, party now. We can go but off and also, stuff. like, then they also have to worry about balancing the game for three to four people. Because mm. currently when you go in, it's probably a little easier to balance it for one overpowered person than it is for four overpowered people. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm fucking hopeful for Starfield. I know it's going to be broken on launch, but I'm oh, fucking yeah. hopeful for it. Yeah. But I'd also like general NPCs in the world to be able to use at least some of the abilities that you get for being a becoming an overpowered characters I'd at least like yeah. some of the NPCs in the world to get it because I want to challenge yeah you end up being like okay well I'm just going to run in here with a pistol every motherfucker's dead alright then I pick up a box now I'm out yeah well whilst so, I use games for escapism I still want to actually have a challenge occasionally I'd at least have the option but... to seek out a challenge yeah, I doubt it in Starfield. I don't expect it. To no, be no, I'm I'm really waiting for the modding community to come out and actually. Oh yeah, of the the thousand worlds that are available in the game, some of them are going to get the guts modded out of them. Like, yeah. you'll probably have an huh. entire fucking Skyrim world or a Morrowind world or <laughs> the an fact ESO that like, a, a modder can make their own world now means that the modding community will just explode. Like, you mean boob world? Yeah. Yeah. Well. There'll be 12 of them, at least, within the day. It, Guaranteed. The, just the options for it. Like, pretty much just have Starfield as a hub game, where yeah. every world is its own little fucking game. You can jump into Skyrim with assault rifles. Don't, don't give them ideas, man. <laughs> They'll do it. <laughs> just I already so think the what they're doing is stupid. It. Just release it so the modders can take over, and then I'll be happy. I would happily invade Skyrim in a ship. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, pretty sure you won't enjoy it as much as you think you will. I'll enjoy it yeah. for like half an hour, and then I'll get bored. All I want to do is be able to fly through fucking Skyrim, carp bomb the guts out of the fucking giants and mammoths and shit, and then fuck mm. off again and not have to come back. Turn up and just bomb the hell out of that fucking high Hrothgar, and uh, disappear. <laughs> yeah, fucking oath. Or... Oh no, there's a lynch calling out of a crypt. I'm just going to throw a grenade in there and uh, let's keep moving. Yeah. Like, just cheese your way through the entire fucking game. Like normal then, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Skyrim kind of lets you get that level of powerful where it's just like, nah, ignore yeah. it. What did you do? I smithed a thousand daggers and I have made the greatest blade. That'll break time. the game. It does, yeah. it's amazing. Because everything probably... levels alongside you, but it doesn't work on your combat That level. is the <laughs> one thing I would actually really like them to do with with the leveling system for yeah. Starfield is you can have some adaptive like what level is the player stuff but there needs to be some hard set this is how difficult these areas are. Yeah. Yeah. Because like if you disappeared and smithed a thousand daggers and went into the starting dungeon the fucking Draugr will end you. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a master level smear. It's like, neat, we're master level Draugr now. Like, why? Hey man, the Draugr are training. But yeah, I'd, I'd I love be that really fucking happy if uh, Warner Brothers just let go of their fucking patent on a nemesis system mm. and threw that into a, a large RPG or fucking something else than yeah. just, just fucking Shadow of Mordor. Like, come on, yeah. I want that in a fucking game. Like, let me make uh, my own boss monster. Holy fuck. That in a fantasy world would be wonderful. Just, because you can raise them up in such any open world ways. game would be fucking wonderful. Yeah. See, like, that sort of setup would actually make a reason why that level one bandit in glass armor thinks he can take me. Exactly. <laughs> We've been rivals this whole game. But, like, Great. Even going back to um, the last Metal Gear game, uh, Phantom Pain, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Um, they, for as you played through that game, if you went through with a sniper rifle and kept taking headshots, the guards would start wearing helmets. Or if you yeah. used yeah. gas grenades, they'd start wearing masks. But even just something like that, where the the world reacts to your preferred tactic to make yeah. that a little harder, and you got to change it slightly, and like adds a bit to it not just okay I'm going to a new area every grunt's not going to have a helmet not going to have a mask headshot galore yeah but at least Blows balance it. the game for how I play it and then maybe go oh fuck that's not really working okay now I'm going to go shotgun at, at groin height done 
And everyone starts wearing, wearing cups. Like, ha ha! Now when they start wearing cups, then I use grenade launchers at chest height. <laughs> yeah. You're very I mean, you said, There kind of is only a so much that can sort of work, otherwise, the enemies just turn into sponges and. Sponges oh, aren't that fun. Yeah, you end up with with the division where you've got uh, an LMG that does a hundred thousand damage, and you end up using six magazines on a single fucking enemy. You're like, okay. Yeah. They finally dropped a, another slightly different coloured weapon that does one point more damage. Yay! Yeah, I always found that yeah. weird. Like anytime you bring guns into like a game, it can be a bit weird and off-putting. Because it's one of those things like, ah, oh, I shot this guy in the head. How is he still moving and shooting yeah. at me? Well, it depends what. Yeah. So, like, the minute you put squishy, neat humans in front of that gun, we all understand what a gun does. Yeah. yeah. You shoot someone in the head with buckshot, they're not getting up. Put an orc in front of me with that? Like, I can understand they're still going. Or, yeah. a game I've actually played a little bit of recently, um, please don't hate me for this, because I know there's a lot of controversy around it, uh, uh, Atomic Heart... Mm. has a real spongy problem with its enemies. Yeah. You, you know, take your nice, wonderful Soviet-made shotgun um, and shoot a robot with it, and it does nothing. It doesn't seem to react at all. Mm. You then have to shoot it three more times, and it's just like, this is a shotgun! Yeah. It should feel effective! Yeah. Something should break in this Rubit. At least let me dent the armor. Come on, give me something. Give me some actually, visual cure. I'm making a difference. That armor deformation on that game is actually pretty good. I've heard so many mixed results about Atomic Heart. Like, the main thing I know is uh, there is apparently a very sexual fridge. Uh, yes, yes, it is. It's kind of creepy. It's kind of the point of the character. It's supposed yeah. to be a joke. It's it's It goes a little far. <laughs> I, I've, the fact that I've seen things popping up on my feeds where it's like, fridge mummy, and it's like, what is this? Where has this come from? <laughs> like, okay... It's, but look, man, for me, the worst part of the whole game is the VO is terrible. So, yeah. the, okay, so the basic setting of the game is Soviet Russia never lost World War II. Yeah. They advanced and all this kind of jazz and technology. Blah, 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 and went to space! They, they, they jack off the communism and Soviet Union as much as they can. Oh, yeah. Main character is a Soviet citizen, has a full Soviet name. What accent do you think he'd have? Yankee. American. <laughs> We're talking like Boston Yankee. Oh. It's wow. weird. So it's like really fucking that obviously weird. obviously does not fit that setting at no, all. No. Not even a <laughs> little like, bit. Just as soon as you said, what do you think they have? It's like, well, it's obviously not going to be fucking Russian. <laughs> well, it's like, hey, it's not even, it's <laughs> not even an American doing a bad Russian accent. It's just that would straight have up an so American. Better. Like, just uh, an American doing, like, a really, like, Terrible something you'd almost get. Hey, uh, comrade, let's go drink. Hey, comrade, I'm walking here. Just like, just <laughs> that level of Boston would be just from weird. Just that's really every, every time you reload, it's vodka. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> and he, the, the thing that's annoying though, like, if he just talked a little in cutscenes, he'd be like, man, this is tolerable. He doesn't shut up. Yeah. I, I can't believe I'm almost crying for the days of the, the silent, silent protagonist, protagonist to come yeah. back. Because uh, so many voice actors... Not voice actors. I don't want to blame the voice actors. I don't think that's fair. Yeah. No. But there's so much VO in games where it's just like, just shut up. Just stop talking. Like, yeah. Voice actor can only do what's fucking written for him. Like, yeah. Terrible fucking writing is a big part of oh. like, fucking yeah. bad voice acting. There's the bane of a voice actor's career, I'm guaranteeing. They must hate some of the writers. Or oh, yeah. poor direction from a oh, from yeah. someone where they don't tell them exactly how they're supposed to say it. Well, like, that's so one they of the just reasons record that, it. Um, like, Amer like, was it the anime dubs? Because uh, when we started watching anime years and years and years ago, the dubbing was fucking horrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's because and it they were never told what they were doing. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. No. Uh, but they were never told essentially what the character was going, what was happening in the scenes. Like, here's your lines, read them. It's like, yeah. that's why it came off robotic and horrible. But, uh, like, I'm, I'm finding more and more that, like, the ones that used to might, or that might have dubbed an anime or a game or something like that, and now you can get amateur VO work for doing audiobooks or yeah. anything online. Like, you could download a book. I'm going to yeah. do an audiobook of this and then release it on YouTube. Like, people listen to it. Like, oh, my Honestly, God, this like, is terrible. 
there are certain YouTube voice actors that I would happily listen to read books. Yeah, like yeah. Lani Pator from uh, for, uh, Team Four Star. I would happily listen to reading books. Yeah, I don't think he's done any, but I'll have to look no, into it. So. I'd enjoy the, the whole mob from that Dimension Twenty doing an audiobook. Oh yeah, like, just oh, the character, oh like, yeah, that would be Brennan, fun. Just yeah, Brennan doing stuff would be great. Like, Although uh, they've just announced the next season, and it looks like it's going to feature Matt Mercer. Yeah, he has becoming uh, more entwined with Dimension Twenty. Um, yeah, because he does that um, uh, the podcast GM talk yeah. thing with Brennan. Brennan and who's the chick who was running the Harry Potter? Uh, I always game. forget her name. She's, she's amazing. She's great. She's and great. I'm annoyed. I'm literally annoyed. I can't remember her name right now because she's really, really fucking good. I, I love uh, she the game. She, of, uh, she did the Court of Flowers as well. Yeah, and I love both of those games. They're amazing. Um, honestly, though, Brennan in any character, like as a wizard in the Harry Potter esque world they were running. <laughs> Like brilliant! I loved it. The speech he gives is like you can still go- walk away. You can walk away from this <laughs> in like a dueling contest. Like this, this is amazing. Look, as much as as Brennan is is great, I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm pretty sure my favorite person on that show is Luke. Ah, oh, there's a reason he was he ends up being like. Is he on Saturday Night Live now? Yeah, or, yeah. There's a reason he's on that. Oh uh, wait, a, no, no. It's um Tonight Show. Uh, or- one of the Crap. late night shows. He's I can't remember. Now I have to look it up because Lou is amazing. He is. I, um, I, all the I characters he's played. I the show, but mm. fuck, I know Brandon, and that's it. I don't know any of the fucking other people or characters in it. I've just seen uh, them on YouTube shorts and yeah. like watching the uh, King, but, the, but holy fuck. Like, the king of the candy yeah. one, that's Lou. Like the guy who played the, um, the, was it the king of candy or whatever. He did the candy king. He did... Uh, the the swordsman from uh, high, the high school one. He played yeah. Pinocchio in the new horror one. He was oh, an accountant nice. in the spaceship one. <laughs> he, Lou is great. Lou is one of He's the amazing. best. Uh, His best characters are always strange and fun. Like I really like actually the New York one, the modern day New York magic exists kind of thing. Uh, uh Unsleeping City. Unsleeping City, and he plays essentially the um personification of New York like he is a a cleric or a druid of New York I'm like that's an interesting character I like this and the way he plays it is just the guy everyone knows and he's just a lovely person like this is amazing I want more of this but you know he I just I just looked him up the Zach I don't know why I just like his characters he's a lot of fun oh yeah oh the for some reason he he reminds me of of Jughead from the old Archie comics. Yes! I don't know why oh. just looking at him he does. And just... His characters usually end up being a little fucking whiny, like, oh, this is happening. And then it's like, now I'm going to do something awesome. Fuck you all. His so, oh, barbarian. He plays a barbarian who has panic attacks, and I loved it. It was great. What was that one in? That was in the high school one, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? I didn't yeah. get panic attacks, but it's, it was like the super awkward barbarian. Yeah, instead of it being rage, it was like an anxiety kind of thing. <laughs> um, also, like, in Unfleeting He's on Jimmy Kimmel. That's the one, yes. Uh, but, yeah, like, anytime um, Zach's in it, it's great fun because there's the fireman he plays in Unsleeping City. Yeah. Who is just the stereotypical... Uh, Matsui. Yeah. Like, the surgical fireman, and the greatest scene from that comes in the second series of it, where he gets the, um, the blade back, like the... Basically, the questing blade. The questing blade, and it says no, and goes to this random edgelord, and it's like, <laughs> just him and the monk in a zone of silence, screaming <laughs> angrily. <laughs> and that became the meme of that game. Every software, they just go in a zone of silence and scream. It was great. <laughs> Oh. I love Ricky. Ricky was so good. Ricky Matsui is one of my favorite characters. So fucking dense and just amazing. <laughs> just, just the absolute meathead. Uh, like, uh, like half the characters know him as Mister March. Yeah, from the the Fireman's Calendar. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Seriously, John Doe, you you should really check out Dimension Twenty. It is. I've the seen the the Fantasy High School. Yeah, the, the first season of that, and that's about all I've seen. Short of that, it's just been 
YouTube shorts and little things here and there. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh this is pretty fucking cool. And they I want don't to see have more of it a, than... They do not have a bump uh, set in the entire thing. Yeah. They're all good. They're great. I think the weakest is Leviathan. Mm. Which was a spin-off of the high school one. Yeah. Uh, where they follow some pirates. And it's not bad. It's not it's, good. It's entertaining to a point. Um, yeah. But some of them are just amazing. Like the uh, the candier one, which is the yeah. dumbest present. Like, pretty tense for it. But it's so fun. Especially since, uh, like, my brain just literally went dead. Uh, Zach, his character for that one at the start is a priest who is a chocolate bunny and <laughs> lean uh, he gets some of the greatest lines in and it's amazing like leaning into a paladin's like where's your god now and just leaving him to hang it's like <laughs> god damn it zach <laughs> yeah it, it's completely out of left field for his character it's just like ah oh. oh, this is good i'm getting fucking chills yeah some of the stuff they do is magical. I aspire to be a DM like Brennan. Like, yeah, I've, yeah. I've enjoyed his DMing. Like, I've tried to watch a little bit of um, Matt Mercer and, that, and I, I just can't get into watching that stuff. Mercer, but, I can't. The, Dimension get Twenty, I've enjoyed. I've like yeah. every. It's just feels more like a, a goofy Honestly, group sitting around a table yeah. playing a game. Yeah, it's that's why little, I love it so much. Feels it feels more like scripted. a D&D game. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, it mm. feels like an actual D&D game. Uh, if you actually go and watch the, the Fae one, um, where Brennan plays a goblin knight, perfect. So good. But Lou and... Uh, who was the chick who played the monk? In? Emily. Emily. Lou and Emily uh, play cousins from, like, the bird Fae. And... It is the uh, greatest a quarter dynamic flowers. That yeah, that's called? it. It I'm is the greatest, yeah. greatest dynamic I have ever seen between two characters because they just go off on great rants. It's like cousin, cousin, what do we do? And they just take over the table for a good ten minutes, and I love every second of it. I mean, they've got to honor their their their, their great uncle who made yeah. birds. Yeah, <laughs> like, our great uh, our great uncle who made birds, you know, who is not dead. He's in the sky. He's watching all of us. It's amazingly fun. Like, so good. So it honestly fucking... feels like a proper D and D game because I have players who pull that shit, and it's hilarious. Look, the most D and D thing ever will be uh, in the Candy Kingdom one. Yeah, when um, a crown of candy, crown yeah. of candy. Uh, when uh, what uh, Murph uses his uh, ability to. Uh, teleport to another player that he can guard to save himself from drowning. <laughs> that is the most D and D ass. He's fa- he's fallen yes. off a boat and he's sinking beneath the waves. Oh. And one of the other players gets hit, but he has a class ability that with any character within thirty feet of him, yeah. if they get hit, he can teleport there and take the hit for them. Mm. So he uses that to save himself from drowning. <laughs> it's oh. like yes, that is that, some D and D ass shit. Yeah, it definitely is. It's it's not prescribed, but it is an option. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that is some, like, rules lawyering right there. Like, yeah. fuck it, no, I have to escape this. So, I've fallen off a boat. How far have I sunk? Okay, so 28 feet, take the boat into that. I think I'm just in range. Do it. <laughs> yeah. And I like and the fact to... that Brendan will go with the rule of cool when it is yeah. necessary and that kind of thing. But I, I honestly, I really enjoy some of the stuff they brought into it, like the Box of Doom. Mm. Like... It makes big roles so much more dramatic. Oh, fucking oath. Fucking oath. Right. That was like one of the coolest things watching Fantasy I got. Oh my god, like, they brought oh. the box out like, this means something. Holy fuck. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, like you can actually buy boxes of Doom now. Um, like I think they make their own version. They yes, have they the do. camera in them and everything. Uh, but I kind of want to make my own and be like, I, I need to make a box. Like, <laughs> I love this idea. Just, you almost want some uh, fucking Rube Goldberg machine where you pick a little switch and all this shit happens just to roll no, the no. dice what I have is I have these giant jumbo d20s like I got a couple of them lying around so I've just taken like a 3d print of a normal dice tower and blowing it up by like 300% <laughs> <You> <laughs> so this is going to be a massive like, tower almost almost six foot tall in the corner it's like okay roll a doom and a bop, bop, yeah. bop. <laughs> almost a shot put sized dice <laughs> roll them I love it great <laughs> blunt force trauma when you drop it on your toe (laughs) yeah can do some actual damage with the dice (laughs) that would be awesome 
I almost so want to print a D20 of the size of a shot put now. <laughs> do it. Did we want to get on to our last topic for today? Sure. For the last five-ish so minutes, sure. <laughs> this one's a little bit... Look, I'm putting it at the end because it's a bit spoilery. Hmm. Um, we've talked... you probably heard us many times mention a book series called The Ten Realms. Yeah. Uh, we actually... Kicked off I think book our, club. Yeah. Our hmm. very first book club was The Two-Week Curse, book one of The Ten Realms. Yeah. And uh, it's finally... It's done. Uh, they recently put out book 12, which was the final book of, of the set. They did kind of set it up for potential sequels, but like this set, following these characters, is done. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't a good ending. No. No, it could have been easily brought into book 11 and padded that out and actually made it the same length as the previous books instead of a, a nine-hour book and a six-hour book. Hmm. Even then, that still would not work because the big thing... Like, we've had, like, they've been, like, up until that point, we've got ten books covering the ten realms. Yeah. And they hadn't made it to Realm 9. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, because uh, Realm 6 was two books, and I think Realm 8 was two books. Something Off like that. No, even, no in, seven. Because oh, Realm, seven, realm yeah. 8's the, the, what is your yeah. will oh, yeah, thing. You and fight? in Realm yeah. 6, they spent a total of, like, 20 minutes in that realm. Yeah. Yeah. The two books for... For Realm Six, aren't in Realm. They six. spend a majority of the time in Realm Five. Yeah. yeah, but look, I still had a lot of fun with those books because a lot of the they had a lot of ups and downs and and lots of interesting stuff was happening. I didn't mm. hate languishing before moving on. So and they he had a pretty good deft hand back then of being able to show the characters being really powerful and then bringing them back down. Like when they used the dungeon core and end up getting fragments in them, which yeah. Fuck up their ability to use magic. At the beginning, they had like a slow power creep. Like yeah. they were still OP once they start bringing the the Earth technology into the the Ten Realms, but they they still got their ass kicked a few times. Mm. They had to fall back yeah. a bit. Yeah, but like the, this last book just feels very much like a okay. Here's a slight rise. There's the peak. It's all fucking running downhill. Like well, it just the happens. Problem is the whole setting. The whole thing is building up to what happens in the Ninth Realm, hmm. which is you finally learn what the Ten Realms are for. Yeah. It was an alliance between gnomes and elves to stop these things called devourers, which are outside of the Ten Realms. They're part of the Shattered Realms. Yeah. Which is which like 120-something planets, not just ten. Yeah. Um, and they're coming for the people of the Ten Realms. So the idea is that the Ten Realms are supposed to build people up to the point where they make it to the ninth realm and then can go into the big academies there to fight the tenth realm. Yeah. No one knows what's going on. Yeah. No. Until they get to the ninth realm. Yeah. So they could have been more effective if they had a just a, a stall in the first realm saying, hey, by the way, this is what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Like they could have wrecked like fixed so much in this entire realm. This is what it's all about. Not just family groups and do this kind of shit. It's like there's a loose suggestion that the idea is that the ninth has been fighting in the 10th for so long, it doesn't have time to deal with the lower realms. Hmm. And the lower realms associations and the whatnot are supposed to feed the ninth realm. But they've, of course, stopped because now they have power. Yeah. yeah. But the idea is that, like, anyone from the ninth realm should just walk down one realm and just, like, kick people's faces in. Yeah, like there's so, nothing to stop these people just being like no do your job yeah, yeah. So, hey motherfucker it's bad we need more people send people back down the fucking realms we need more fucking people yeah yeah. just send and, one random clerk down from the ninth realm like, hey yeah. guys please send yeah. more yeah <laughs> pretty much just drop them in the first realm saying anyone who starts here you need to fucking work your way up and then just yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the ninth realm. That's like that whole book is dealing with the ninth. The, the eleventh book is that, and finding out about the big bad guy Angron or something. No, not that's forty k. Um, I can't remember his name. It is Some something stupid. like that. Anyway, we shall yeah. refer to him as Steve. So but, Steve is the big bad guy introduced at the end of the eleventh book. Yeah. yeah, he's the big bad of the whole story. Yeah, and like. Even, even when they go to fight him, they spend three quarters of the book of like, oh my god, he's doing this thing. He's at the last stage. Oh my god, he's going long. Now let's go in here. Let's catch up to him. We've caught him. He's dead. Now, we're going to do this stuff. 
Oh, come on. <laughs> like, the thing yeah. I think is dumb. So the the thing that happens, like at the start of the te- of the twelfth book, hmm. the uh, Devourers push. Uh, at the end of the eleventh book, they kick everybody out of the ninth realm. The Devourers win. Um, and the start of the twelfth uh, book is them recovering from that loss. Yeah. But they're like, oh no, the the big Steve is attacking this ascension tower, which every which no one's completely ascended in. 2,000 years, no one's been able to make it to the top of the Ascension Tower. Why is he attacking the Ascension Tower? Oh, he's going to eat the magic there. No, he's going to ascend the tower. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, oh no, he hasn't eaten the tower. He's gone inside it. Oh, it's so he can blow it up from the inside. No, he's going to ascend the fucking tower. Mm. Yeah. And then eventually it's revealed that, oh, hey man, he's ascending the tower. No shit! Who would have thought? And then, like, though it is one of the I've, I've been reading a lot of fucking... Or listening to a lot of fucking isekai shit. And yeah. it is one of the few where, like... From the character from start... All the way through... They end up being gods of the world. Spoiler yeah. alert. It's a little late. But hey, we said it at the start. They ascend. Shot see it, happening, they, like. it is... It is like... They do fully encapsulate... Like, over the 12 books... They do say... Here's your start where they are nothing. Here's the end where they are... Literally gods of the entire fucking thing. And... Okay... There's an encapsulated end. Done. Like, yeah. at least they do get to that point, not just, thing, okay, we're good enough, let's finish now. The, the thing I think is stupid is the reason no one's been able to ascend is because they only send in fighters. They don't send in crafters. Yeah, because none of the That's fighters it. build up their crafting. That's it. That's the only reason, because once you get to the, the final part of the ascension, you, you approach the grand dungeon core of the planet. The idea is that all the little dungeon cores are just like little bits. They're little like dungeons called Dandrift. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they get to the big grand core, but unless you're capable of understanding crafting and essentially reforge yourself. But, but not even you crafting die. to the. I know how to craft. Like, you pretty much have to be a master or like yeah. a, a grand fucking crafter in a specific field to be able to say, okay, so I'm going to take the concepts of this and apply it to this. And unless you've got it at that level, you're fucked. Yeah, and that's I, it. That's the only reason that none of the ninth wrong guys have ever ascended. It's because they weren't crafters. That's it. Yeah, that is a bit of a weird cop out. So, yeah. so then when you think you need a balanced build to finish the game, okay, you can't just be a fighter. You can't just yeah. be this. You can't just be that. But they also don't let crafters pass. Like I think, why do you fight? The crafters never get past that point. There's no crafters in the ninth realm. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, why would they ever bring a crafter past that point? Hmm. And it's not until they actually get through it that they change that whole thing. It's, now it's not just, why do you fight? It's, why do you want to continue? Hmm. And they need to be able to answer that, that they can actually get crafters into the ninth fucking realm for other people to ascend. It's like, God fucking damn. Like The, the thing that's also really fucking dumb is the Ascension Tower... It's a combat trial. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a crafting trial. It's not yeah. a crafting trial until you die if you don't get it right. Yeah. yeah. That Things is like, so dumb. That is a trial geared toward people coming from our world in this time frame because most MMOs are like, you have a job and you have a class. Mm. Like, yeah. They go hand in hand and they're meant to be complementary. It, it feels like he was like rounding out this book as he was writing this book. Like, what yeah. do I need to finish this? Okay, okay. Uh, how am I going to balance this yeah. out? Okay, you need to be a crafter. Okay, none of them are crafters. That's why these two are able to do it, but no one else is able to do it. Um, mm. It just feels like a little bit of a scramble towards yeah. the end. It but really, really does. All, all in all, like as the entire series, it's nice to have one of these series that are actually finished yeah. where it's a decent length. You can listen it from go to woe and go through the entire fucking thing and it has an end, a definite point. The yeah. only other one I've listened to that has an actual end is Terra Nova. And I, the last two, or the first two books of that were in Audible Plus if you ever want to check them out. I don't know yeah. if they still are, but they were when I listened to them. Okay. Um, but it's the only other series that I've actually listened to that has an end point. Mm. Um, but it's just nice to have one end. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a couple of like weird... There's a couple of like weird kind of lit RPG ones that have a one shot that works. Like yeah, armor. armor is really fucking good for oh, that. Good for a one shot because I thought that was going to be a series, but it wraps up nicely. And it's like I am yeah. okay with this ending. That was great. Yeah, mm. they weren't planning a series from the start. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Sometimes every other more one is not seems best. to have been. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, all Look, in all, I enjoyed the Ten Realms. All, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's what got me into this whole fucking series, and I've mm. gotten into it fucking hard. Like yeah. three hundred and fifty books, and well, three hundred books, and over two hundred and fifty are fucking lit RPGs. I've fallen for this series hard. Like, I certainly wouldn't say this ending uh, hurts the series overall. I do agree with you. It's nice being out of no look. It ends. Yeah, like it's done. But I do wish it was a stronger ending. It's a little like those last two books are too rushed. Yeah, he had not enough ideas. He didn't seed enough of the information earlier in this franchise. Yeah. He didn't but, set the goal, the goal earlier on. Yeah, but yeah. even if he had someone from the Ninth Realm sitting back in the Fifth Realm, where, like, once just he got scouting there, out he, new potential. Yeah, he, he met these people and they were just like a, just an information booth and he found it just a little bit, just a tad saying, we can't tell you too much, but you really want to go here because we need fucking people. Like, just a bit of direction that pointed it out yeah. would have been nice. Just to and have, I, okay, there is a point they're aiming towards, not just, okay, we're going to get yeah. to the top and use our shit. Yeah. Look, I, and I'll freely admit, I've got the power of hindsight. I'm not oh, yeah. an author. Yeah, I'm hindsight's 2020. Read the books. Hmm. It's just those last two books are not yeah. as strong. And that no, hurts it a little bit. They're also the shortest in the series. Like, they felt yeah. rushed out. Like, I just yeah. need to get this done and out of the way, then I can move on from it. But um, it would be no way stop me recommending the Ten Realms no, to other people. No, particularly now that it is an ended series. Like, it, mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering if I would have seen the ending of this different if I'd started the series now that the whole thing's finished, and I yeah. could listen through the entire thing, not just listen through to a certain point, then have a break and wait for each fucking yeah. book to come out. Because I think that because in I the give time, me time to think on stuff. Like, well, that and in between those books, I listen to a lot of other lit RPG yeah. shit. And yeah. I listened to some that were really fucking good, and then coming back to this for a single book is like, oh shit, no, this could have been done differently because I've heard like just different yeah. ideas and how the that world plays out. I think yeah. it makes a hell of a fucking difference with it. I definitely agree with that. Definitely binge it one and done, and I think oh, yeah. you have a much better yeah. time. Oh yeah, twelve, bo- 12 books fucking smack the whole thing out, and it's like I think the ending of that would have been a whole lot more for. F- not, I wouldn't say fulfilling, but... satisfying in a way. A little better than taking it as I've listened to most of it, then trickled out the end of it while listening to a lot of other stuff that does things yeah. in very different ways. Yeah. It, it, it is rounded out and finish it. Like, you'd actually get the audio equivalent of closing the book. Yeah. And, Whereas and, I feel like someone handed me the pamphlet with the cliff notes in it, and I'm but, like, whatever. Yeah. Well, it's it's not a Game of Thrones ending, but it's also not a Friends or MASH ending. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but at some point so, uh, we really makes should sense just to have me a, anyway. Yeah, at some point we really should have an episode dedicated to like the isekai genre and lit RPG. I, I think stuff. we could literally do that. I've got like several hundred books of shit that I've listened yeah. to that I could just ramble on. <laughs> well, we'll we'll put it on the the list of things for when we've next Our got stack. a nothing's <laughs> out for this week. The ever growing <laughs> list of things we should talk about but keep forgetting. We, we still never did that Australian Animals episode we promised like months ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, bloody hell. They, they usually end up being the, this one time in D&D. That's what, the yeah. end up, it's what it ends up being. <laughs> Pretty much. That, that more or less explains us as people. This one time in D&D. We did our thing. We did, we did our thing and it was like, oh, and they rolled a number box. Oh my god, it was god. <laughs> the math rocks favored us this day. We are just three goblins masquerading as people. It's fine. Look, uh, last week we already established we all want a subterranean home. That's oh, it. yeah, yeah. Pretty much. All right, well, we're <laughs> out past an hour. <laughs> I think we're done for this week. I think we managed it in. Yeah. So, you guys, y'all have a good one. Enjoy yourselves. See ya. <laughs>